Welcome back to the In Squash Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and today this is episode 279 and an episode that I've been really, really looking forward to, especially, uh, you know, since the return of Mustafa Saul after his ban. Uh, he came back with a new coach, uh, Mohamed Elkai, and uh, Elkai is on the podcast today. Now, since turning pro, and particularly over the, the past uh, two plus years, Mustafa Saul's career squash career anyways reads like uh, no one else uh, before him he's fast become uh, the most polarizing figure in squash history there have been others before him uh, definitely uh, Jonathan Power uh, Ahmed Barana Jancher Khan even they were all relatively uh, polarizing who uh, at the top of their game had that uh, polarizing presence but Mustafa has taken it well beyond them his issues well documented and always at the front and center of squash social media particularly uh, during any squash event that he plays in and every after every match that he's played in and it's usually uh, typically not about what it should be about the quality of his squash which can be the very best out there without question Assault is one of a kind talent pure and simple but I think even he will admit that he can be his own worst enemy uh, at times. Now leading up to uh, the world champs just after uh, the British Open when uh, Mahmoud had, uh, sorry, Mohammed had served his ban, uh, his father Mahmoud had decided to step aside as uh, his son's uh, guiding force, uh, at least when it uh, involves the on-court stuff in particular at, at events that he's playing in. And Mohamed Al-Kai was brought in to take over the reins. And uh, it was really interesting because uh, when I reached out to Mohamed to join the podcast today, um, basically I just said uh, I would send him a list of the topics that I'd like to talk about. And I was a bit, you know, concerned. I didn't want to, you know, want him to shy away from coming on. But right away he wrote me back. He said, I, I'm willing to talk about everything. And uh, everything I mean, every he had there was there was no question that he said he wouldn't answer so uh, so that's exactly what we did today and given what we talked about and how the season ended for for Mustafa there's definitely reason uh, to feel hopeful going forward and there's definitely a lot of food for thought here in this podcast so I know you're going to find this quite interesting and and intriguing so uh, but before we go there let's talk about the great things that are going on at open squash open squash uh the new york-based nonprofit dedicated to bringing thousands of new people into the sport by making it more accessible and more affordable for everyone they've brought on board several like-minded pros like current world number one reigning british open and world champion ali farag who was on the pod just recently uh, the highly uh, touted and highly respected uh, top 10 player Victor Quint along with Gina Kennedy who had another excellent season this year despite a few uh, injuries to begin the season great season uh, both her and Victor actually making it to the tour final along with uh, Ali Farag so uh, great team uh, assembled there and there are many other pros as well so do you want to break uh, your squash plateau? Well, if you're in and around the New York City area, you should definitely consider the Adults Only 3.5 Squash Camp 
put and above, I think, 3.5 and above squash camp put on by Open Squash's director of squash, Peter Creed, former world top 50 player, highly respected coach as well. So if you've been uh, wanting to make that tech, the technical and tactical changes to help uh, you break into that next level, look no further than this camp with Open Squash's coach, Creed. Take a, take a look at uh, what it has, what they have to offer in terms of this. Visit www.opensquash.org. It's only a month away, so if you're in and around the New York City area, definitely sign up today. And there are other camps on offer there at Open Squash throughout the summer. So take a look at the website and see what uh, might appeal to you. Now, without further ado, Mohammed Al Kai on episode 279. So. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, but really appreciate it. And uh, I really didn't know much um, about you. Obviously, uh, you played on the Pro Tour and then you've been doing a lot of coaching lately. Uh, so uh, it's great to sort of uh, get to know you through what's been going on with Mustafa. But obviously, there's a backstory uh, there. So let, let, if you don't mind, uh, uh, let's start there, Mohammed. Uh, I know you... Uh, up- I uh, saw a couple of interviews you did uh, a few years back uh, in my preparation for this, and I guess you started playing uh, professionally uh, in around 2003 or so. Prior to that, playing a, at a good level in juniors. But let's just start with the with the pro uh, stuff there. I know you uh, you got to a pretty decent level. So, uh, how was your uh, your playing days uh, as a professional on the PSA tour? Back then. Well, I'm, uh, thank you for having me here in this uh, interview, and I'm happy that I met you in, uh, on yes. this video chat. And uh, I would love to know, like, to, to collaborate with any uh, question and to answer any question that you want to ask. Uh, first, okay, I would introduce myself. My name is Mohammed Al I'm now 43 years old. I played squash since I was nine years old. I played full junior, everything junior here in Egypt. I played a couple of events when I, in, in Europe when I was in junior. And then at the age of 19, I was, I got frustrated from squash for a while. You know, like after you finished the junior, I feel that there is other things that uh, I need to see and do in life. You know, like, so I, I left squash totally when I was 19 mm. and I went to play golf. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, I'm a big golfer. So three years, yeah. okay. And then I found that uh, my happiness is all in squash. It's nothing else in in life can get me the same happiness that I have on court. You know, like so. So I returned back to play, and I returned back by chance. You know, like it was something. You know, like I was in the club. They was they were looking for someone to play the league with the team. And I was just there, so, okay, you play, okay, I play, you know, problem. I didn't play for three years and I played well and I performed well without, you know, like training or anything. Okay. So I started to return again to play the second day. And then from this point, I started to view the squash in a different way, you know, like I started to enjoy the time, you know, like in the junior, it's a lot of pressure mm. when you're playing juniors. And I didn't have the chance to enjoy the squash and enjoy the thing without the pressure. So I started to play again, and the tour for me was was fun, you know. Like uh, I love to 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 travel, to play, to meet new people. So it was for me a, a sort of uh, uh, a professional sport with something that I like to do. And uh, the time is nice; people around you are good, you know. Like it was a good, it was a good part of my life that I really appreciate of having doing it. That's and I, I I regretted the years that I stopped. Oh really? 
Yes, and, and and now when I see anyone who's playing in like in the juniors and he didn't perform well in the junior, and he see that okay, it's all life, it's all about junior and the world championship under nineteen and those things, I'm telling them, you know, like no, 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 this is just the junior, just the preparation for what you're going to see after. What you're going to see after, it's much, it's much nice. It's uh, you, it's a reward for every moment that you spent on court while you were young. Mm. So the junior is not the end of anyone's career. It can be, you know, like you finish the juniors and then you can start something new squash. Let, let, let's talk about that for a second, because I think that's really interesting. Yes. Uh, yes, personally, yes. myself, I, I, I reached a, a pretty decent level for Canadian junior squash and particularly in the part of Canada where I'm from. But then when I left juniors, uh, it took me like three or four years and it was really frustrating. Like I'd lose every tournament, first round, second round in the seniors. And I, I almost did what you did. I almost said, forget this. But then suddenly yeah. I, I figured out, you know, you got to work hard and you have to enjoy that part of it in order to catch up. And I found yes. the joy in it. And I think uh, maybe that's kind of what you're you're getting at here when juniors kind of, they, they struggle to see what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so the junior part is a part that you're, it's uh, like uh, a learning period. It's not your real level. Your real level can be shown after the juniors. Even if you didn't have a decent junior, you can be a good pro. Okay? Anything that anyone wants to do, he will do it. This is my this is my my my, my say, you know, like if you want to be number one in the world, if you really want it, you will get it. Yeah. But some people they don't believe in it. And they don't go till the end because it's it's always you have ups and downs. And the one who can maintain the downs, he's the one who continue. Yeah, I mean, okay. the proof proof is there. Uh, I mean, you look at the past uh, world number ones, you've got guys who weren't necessarily the greatest pros, uh, great, sorry, the greatest juniors. You have people who want the British Open and they didn't continue you squash, you know, like they, they're not, they, no, one, no one knows about them, anything. Yeah. Okay, so the junior is a learning part Take it all, compete well, do what it needs to be, but it's not the end of the world that if you're not a, a good junior now or you're not winning now, you will win. Anyone who will work and anyone who will give something in this sport, it will get him something. Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that's really interesting. I'm back to the sport and I'm doing what I'm doing now because I love this. It's not because it's business and I'm making money out of it. If there is no money, still I will do the same that I was doing. So that's that, that that's why that's why I, I like this job. That's why I'm into the job. Excellent. Uh, um, now I know in your in your pro career, and I was talking to uh, just a few days ago. I was speaking to Johnny Williams, and and I told him that you were coming on uh, the podcast, and uh, he said, "Oh yeah, yeah." Uh, uh, you know, he loved it in South America. Ask him about South America. Yeah. And uh, lately, uh, obviously, with the likes of Diego Elias and Miguel uh, the the Colombian cannonball Rodriguez, uh, those guys have sort of brought a bit of a resurgence back uh, to South American squash. But what was it uh, for you, Mohammed, uh, about South America that made it uh, your favorite uh, place to play? Uh, okay, actually, I, I went to South America the first time in my life. It was in Mexico. Okay. Okay. This was my first trip to South America, and I went there to play, you know, like as a professional. I went to a big tournament there. It was for them something big. I went to play. I had in my 
quali uh, some local players and i saw the the the, the crowd was cheering so hard for them same like they do here with uh, yeah. with uh, with asad you know like in the cheering okay they do the same there if anyone from mexico is playing so it was a lot of pressure you know like to play and everybody's you know like totally against you yeah? and so after this you know like i had i had to qualify and then i had to play like their number one i, play, I had to play like uh, with uh, eric galvez okay. he was number one this time in in mexico so uh, i said to myself okay it's not just the squash game you know like you have to win the crowd okay so winning the crowd was something you know like a bit tricky you know like i heard that the, their their biggest team is playing uh, a soccer team they're playing the final of the the Latin American Cup or something like that. So I, you know, like I asked someone from Mexico, I want to buy the T-shirt of the, of the, of the, of the club. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew that Galvez is having all his crowd, you know, but I, I know that the people, they love this club too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I got the T-shirt of the club and I wear it under my, uh, my tracksuit. <laughs> and they were cheering for him, cheering for him. Once I put the tracksuit up and they saw the T-shirt, everybody was like, uh, no, cheering for me. You know, like everyone cheered for me and for Eric Galvez during this match. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that that's real. I mean, that, that's one way, one way so of trying to, to handle that situation. Just enjoy yeah, it, yeah. right? Yes, yes. And it was lovely for me. You know, like people are very nice there, very, very helpful. You know, like I love the South American people. Mm. So I, you know, like they're warm. It's it's. Uh, I, I I feel home when I go to South America, to any country in South America. Yeah. And yeah. later yeah. later on, yeah, I started to work with the Colombian team, with okay. their junior. I I met the Colombians the, the, the in Poland in the World Juniors uh, under nineteen two thousand and thirteen. So I was by this time I was coaching Ferris Dzuki as a junior and Maria Metwali. Okay. And they both reached the finals there. Even Ferris played with Diego in this tournament, I think in the quarterfinals. And it was the first time for me to see Diego and his father. So Ferris beat Diego in this tournament. And I saw that Diego is going to be a, a great potential for the sports. Well, yeah, he, he lost to Ferris, but you know, like I saw him a very good player. So it was the first time to contact him and his father. So after the match of Ferris and Diego, I went to his father and to Diego. I told him, look, uh, you, you lost this match, okay? I know you're going to win any other tournament coming in the juniors. Oh, yeah. So I, I told this to his father and I told it to, to I, I said it to Diego after this tournament. And then I had a good uh, contact with the South American, um, uh, Sergio Becerra, he's from, from, uh, from Colombia. And they started to send me the players to, to train them in Egypt and to send them to play Pan American games, South American juniors. So the preparation was in Egypt and we send the players there and the player goes there and win. So mm-hmm. I started, you know, like to have players from uh, other uh, countries, from uh, Paraguay, Paraguay so, uh, I think Paraguay, mm-hmm. and from uh, Brazil, from uh, all, all the South American countries. And I started okay. to do some camps there. So it paid off that wearing that T-shirt really, uh, the, yeah. the people of South America embraced yeah. you and that, that yes. sort of led to, uh, <laughs> led to that. Yeah? And, and also, and you know, like I had Miguel was coming to, to train with me here. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, sorry, I uh, Miguel Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah. I trained him for a while when he comes to Egypt, I trained him here. And I used to go there to 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 train him even before the big tournaments. We we trained before the World Championship in uh, 2018. 
the one he the one in Chicago, the one he reached the quarterfinals 2018. I, I remember, I remember. Right, right. And and uh, you also did some some work in um, in Russia. Is that is that correct, uh, Mohan? I think your um, your your vol your your audio is not working. Seconds. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, I, I, my my wife is is half Egyptian, half Russian, so oh. I have yeah. So so yeah, so we go we we go there. We live here. We live in Egypt. Yeah. So we have some uh, some some roots coming from there. So I work with with, with uh, some uh, players from Russia. They came to train with me here. Sometimes I do some camps there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like that. How is the qual? How is the squash over there in in Russia? Well, it's it's uh, uh, the squash. It's it's more like uh, more amateurs are playing. It's like a social sport for them, mm-hmm. and they had some few juniors playing there in Russia, and they they were good. You know, like uh, they have some juniors under fifteen and under seventeen. They were good. They have like two girls that they're also very good. Mm-hmm. But generally, it's like a social sport. You know, like uh, and it's a growing social sport. Okay. Well, that, yeah, and they, they're making a lot of tournaments. There is a lot of activities in squash more than any other countries. But they're amateurs. It's more right. amateurs. Right. Well, that I mean, that's good for growing the game. I think, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I saw uh, now before we get into uh, Mustafa Asal, I, I think that that's uh, one of the big reasons why, uh, obviously, big reason why. We're having you on on the pod today. How well did you uh, know Mustafa previous to you know having started working with him, and uh, just before you started working with him, what were your thoughts um, on the issues he was having before you considered uh, taking on the coaching role? Okay, I I know Mustafa since he was young. Hmm. I, I see him like you know like like I know every, all the players who play in Egypt, all the juniors who play here. I, I know them all. So Mustafa, I knew him, and I knew that uh, he's a good player. He used to, when when I had the Miguel uh, training with me in Egypt here, he used to travel from Cairo to Alexandria to stay to play with Miguel there. So I I know him well, and I know that he's he was a good potential when he was young to be like a top player. Uh, when he started to play, and when all these things coming around him, okay, I I I didn't like many things that he was doing. And uh, you know, like when I when when they asked me to be involved, I was happy because I saw that Mustafa is having a lot of good things. Then uh, he doesn't need to expose anything that you see now, like, like uh, the 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 movement or the rackets or those things. He, he he doesn't need it at all. Okay, in his game, he can win much more easier and much more cleaner than what everybody's seeing. Okay. And we we were working on that. So the, the the thing about Mustafa for me was a challenge. A challenge that I see it's you know like it's not something impossible. It's something easy. You know, like you don't need to do this, you will win. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. So it's just stopping some things, not adding. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. One hundred. I, I I couldn't agree more. We'll get into that in a second, but. Uh... You know, I, I'm an online. Uh, I'm sort of friendly with. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm even. You know, like I, I, I spoke with his dad. You know, like and I spoke to the family. I spoke to everyone yes. around him, and I told them, "Look, I'm going to be the bad guy, okay? Because mm-hmm. if I will drive your way, there is no need for me to be there, okay? So accept me to be against you, against you all. I'm not going to say something nice. I'm a coach. 
And the coach, my responsibility is to let you all hear the things that you don't want to hear. Okay, and this is my job. Okay, I'm not going to be a follower to, okay, or to, uh, uh, okay, he's good, he's doing that. Oh, no, no, they understand that I'm going to be the one against everyone to take the things on the right track. Yeah, uh, exactly. He doesn't need a yes man, as they say, yeah, right? Very, very true. Yeah, so too many yes men. For his, for his own sake, for his own sake, you know, like, so So I, I, I listen to everyone, okay, and I say, okay, this is your point of view, but I have a different point of view, okay? And th that's why I'm there, okay? And that's why you can see a little bit of improvement in his, you know, like, uh, behavior inside the court, his movement, Okay, you will you will see some 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 different things in his game getting better a little bit because uh, I need to change that. This is my role. This is why you brought me here. Okay, yes. although you continue on the same track that you were going on. No, exactly, and that you know uh, that's exactly why uh, they they need someone like you, exactly like you, who's going to uh, you know he's got to hear the you know the the things that maybe he doesn't want to hear, but. Uh, mm -hmm. But now, just wondering, uh, Mohammed, did you have any discussions with the PSA on take about taking on this role? Because uh, there is stuff out there that uh, you know they were involved in, you know, the process of trying to help uh, Mustafa. Yeah, the 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 PSA. I I, I only spoke with uh, Lidro, but this is after I got the 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 position of doing that. So I spoke to Lee. I know Lee for a long time. No, I we were playing at the same time where we were playing the the, in the tour. So I respect him very well, and uh, I know him very well with uh, the PSA or out of the PSA. So you know, like we had a conversation that I told I, I told him, look, I I want I, I'm I care about the sport, okay, and I can see that Mustafa he can lead this sport for the next for the next years. So I want him to be a good image for the sport, and I I I care that the sport looks good for everyone and to remain the same for everyone. Hmm. So, uh, so, so my 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 entrance here, you know, like to 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 coach Mustafa, is to is to follow the full instruction of the PSA, and any guidance that the PSA will impose, we will go for it, and anything that we will discuss together to to make the changes, I I, I already started to work on it, but you know, like if you're asking me to change Mustafa in like uh, two days, this is not this is. It will not gonna come, but if you can see a change for the for for the past two tournaments for like twenty or thirty percent, this is an improvement. This is a change. So if you just gave us some time, you know, like to to work a little bit more, okay, you will see different change. You will see better things coming. But I I, I cannot tell you, okay, he's going to change like uh, uh, totally in uh, two three days. You will see some someone different. It will not gonna happen like that. No, agreed. Uh, and definitely, uh, I, I saw some uh, in Guna in, and in the in the series in the tour finals there, and the tournament prior to in the World Championships. Definitely, some big improvements there uh, with his movement and the way he was, uh, you know, just in terms of, of the the serious issues that people were calling him out on. But uh, I was going to ask you uh, now, uh, yeah. Uh, as his coach and, you know, having taken on on this this role, what are the sort of challenges that you feel Mustafa has right now, the, the serious ones, in order to overcome the issues that, that have plagued him uh, and that has caused this sort of polarizing uh, 
existence that he has in the squash world. Okay, first, first of all, Mustafa is from inside. He's an aggressive player, and this aggression that he's having is part of his own game, and it's part of his personality inside the court, and part of his winning tools. Okay, so Mohamed Shorbagi is also a, has an aggressive. Diego is an aggressive player. You, you, mm. So, so this is part of him. I cannot take this out of him. Okay, but uh, we want to to be smart. Using, you know, like using my body, using my aggression to be in an aggression that I want to win without doing anything that makes the, my opponent doesn't go to the ball or I hit him with the racket by mistake or anything, you know, like not look proper. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Mustafa needs to calm down and to, to, to understand that uh, with his own squash, with his shots, he can just win without using any other thing that he's using, you know, like he, he doesn't need to put his legs, you know, like in the way of the player, you know, like he, he needs to move, okay, in a certain way. And this is what we worked on, you know, like I, we, we talked about if this is the position of the player and you're going to hit from here, it, you, play, you hit you hit from here, you, you take a side from here, you take a front step, you hit, take a step back. Those things, he totally understands it now. Mm. And I don't think that there is some, any, any, any bad movements uh, the the past uh, the past two tournaments okay maybe some, some exceptional ones which will happen you know like it's it's the squash have the, the, this is part of the game but yeah. it's not like uh, ninety or ninety five percent of the game to be like that we can accept okay if someone is making a, a, a bad movement there is the referee there to punish him yeah you, you understand it's not something you know do it every shot that he would move the same way every shot he moved the same way the sport itself you know like uh, has something and that's why the referee is there that, that's why there is a letter no letter and a stroke yes here that, comes that, the yeah. job of the referee to control this absolutely that, that that's the thing that really bothers me because i've seen a, a few comments and this is kind of aside but I've seen a few comments here on the social media, and social media is a crazy place, anyways. But uh, a lot I, of people- I, I, by the way, I, I don't follow. You know, like I don't follow. I, I follow what I can see, and wh- what I see wrong, I say it's wrong. What I see right, I say it's right. Okay, I will tell you one 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 thing. And since the day one I was working with Mustafa, the only match that I tell him, told him that you played well and everything was good, was the the match with uh, Ali Farak. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. Okay, I, I don't say I don't I don't I don't temper. I don't say good words. Mm. You know, like I'm I'm always you know like very strict. I'm always giving him hard time. You know, like for anything. Okay, except after the match of Ali Farag, this is the only match that I told him, Mustafa. This is for the first time I told you you played the clean squash. You played perfectly. You deserve to be number one with this kind of play. Yes, uh, uh, that, and I think that across the board, even his uh, worst critics uh, felt that way as well uh, after that match. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now just in terms of uh, sort of in in the past few events, uh, myself along with uh, a lot of other observers feel, uh, as we just talked about that that uh, that he's made a lot of improvements, especially in terms of how he's using his body in around the T area, which you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so just exactly like, um, like, like you said, I mean, when Mustafa does, he doesn't need to, I think it's like you said, all about his aggression, isn't it? Because when he's feeling aggressive, that makes him sort of go into these dark places, right? But he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't really. Sometimes when it comes even of closing the game, he feel hyper, he's hyper. 
Mm. You know, like he's hyperactive at the end of the game, and which is totally going against him. Yeah, yeah. If if you if you watch him at the end of the games, the closing of the last point, he hits hard, he's fast, and this is not needed. You know, like you played all the game with a certain tempo, you have to keep it until you finish. You're playing slow, you have to continue slow until the end. He comes yeah. at the end and he's excited and he wants to finish, and that's why this is happening. Yeah, definitely. So, so we we try to make this, you know, like once once he reached the end of the game, I st- easy take it easy. Quiet. Be quiet. Don't speak. Don't get hyper. Just play the same way. Just let the, the let the the play go with the flow. Yeah, that's that's something that I noticed in, in the past few tournaments. It's something that you've been doing in the uh, in the gallery. You you can just see what yeah. you're doing. You're telling them to calm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Relax yeah because, every, because I think in the match of Mohamed Shorbagi is telling him, okay, he's communicating with his ref. I, I I don't coach him. I don't tell him how to play. I, I'm I'm just filter. I'm filterizing the the thing that he can go from him and pass outside of the court before anything happens. I tell him, no, stop. Don't talk. Don't speak. The, the ref is correct. Continue. It's yeah, yeah. just a matter of, you know, like just controlling his behavior before anything happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've seen that, uh, the way it's played out. He's been very good. And and personally, just this is just my opinion. Uh, when it comes to communicating with officials, like you get a lot of players, I'm not going to mention names, but they're very aggressive with their tone with, with the yeah. officials, like all shouting and uh, banging their rackets against the wall. I never, Mustafa doesn't no, do no, that. No, no, no. Um, he's I, didn't, I didn't see him doing that. Yeah, even even now, when he starts even to argue, I don't let him even argue. Yeah. Even the referee is making a bad call. I tell him the referee is, is going the right way. Continue. You know, I'm 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 the kind of person that I'm uh, I never I never think that a referee is coming to make anyone lose a match. Because this will be, uh, for, for me, I, I cannot even, it, it can pass in my mind. All the referee, any referee who is uh, refing any match, I am sure 100% he doesn't have any intention to make someone lose because of something. I'm sure 100%. Yeah. Okay? So so this is for me, I'm convinced. Even if I'm wrong, I'm also convinced with that. Because, you know, like, I'm a referee, you know, like, I'm a judge, you know, like, so I have to be fair. Yeah, um, the, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there uh, from Mustafa's supporters that the officials and the PSA are out to get him. And uh, I think, I mean, as a coach and, and you're someone who's speaking with him, trying to get him to relax, the message that you're sending there is very, very good. Um, yes, but you know, like I will tell you something, okay? I, the first thing I told Mustafa, Mustafa, please watch the watch the matches of your colleagues, and see how the referee is going. Uh, for the, the bad calls that you see, it's coming for you, it's coming for everyone. Everyone yeah. sometimes is having bad calls. They're not coming after you. Nobody is coming after you. Mm. Okay? And I'm totally convinced with that. Yeah. I accept I accept bad calls. It happens. They're human beings. They will make mistakes. Yeah, at the end of Everyone's the Everyone's making mistakes. Yeah. The referee will make mistakes. I am as a coach, I will make mistakes. The player will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. The the CEO of the PSA will make mistakes. Everyone is making mistakes. So we 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 just need to to come on with our life and we continue, you know, like and we pass the mistake and we continue. So it's it's not every time you're making this mistake for anyone, hmm. but it's acceptable that people will make mistakes. And how is uh, how how does uh, Mustafa receive that message when you try to speak to him about 
the importance of knowing that. What what's his? He's, he's, he's very understanding. Mustafa is very understanding. You know, like anything that I spoke with Mustafa about, he's implementing it. Yeah. And any mistakes that Mustafa did in the past matches, I didn't speak with him about it. But all the things that he, yeah, yeah, all the things, the movement part, I spoke and he's impl implementing. Okay, the the racket thing, we didn't work on it yet. Mm. Okay, and yeah, this is I need to have a change, and we will work on it, and we will change it, and you will see it in the next tournaments. Yeah, I was going to ask you the sort of the movement stuff. Uh, to me, I mean, like like you said. He's really he's made some progress there, and uh, it's not as much of an issue as it was previously. But what came out in the last event, and people are always kind of focusing uh, so much on it's okay. On this, is good that he makes. this is good for us. This is for, yeah. for for me. Every time someone is criticizing something, we will fix it until we'll be free of everything, and then nobody can talk and nobody can speak. So what are what are your thoughts on uh, the, on those two things? Just in terms of you know, what what you might uh, do going forward with the the left arm, and then with the 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 racket follow through. Okay, the racket follow through that it's it's a habit since he was young. Hmm. That uh, that he's he he used to continue the follow through and just to leave it there. We will continue the follow through, but we will release the racket once the player is coming, and this is what we will work on. Mm. Okay, and concerning the left hands and the, the grabbing things, uh, you see, everybody's saying that he's grabbing the hand. For sure, this is unacceptable, and he knows it. And he didn't grab the he, the, he didn't grab the, the hand of uh, of Diego. He he remembered this. So he he moved. I I asked him. He moved his hand, and when he moved his hand, he touched his hands the same time. Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to get out of it, so he just removed his his own hands. Yeah, I think what happened there is uh, like he uh, when Diego was coming through, he got he he made his he 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 made his spot his stance quite strong, right? So it looked when Diego passed through, it looked like he had tried sure. to stop him, but it wasn't that. It was no, just, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. Yeah, it wasn't like that. And even the video, okay. There is the video of uh, Joel Macon, and there is the the video of uh, Mason. Mm. Okay. The video of Joel Macon, okay, it, it's coming in a slow motion. It's all the follow-through of the racket. It's not any way intentionally to hit him in his head. Yeah. This is absolutely not intentional, okay? And the video is coming with a slow motion that gives you the impression that he could have uh, get the racket before he hit him, get the racket up. But there is no time. This is, this is a very small uh, timing, you know, like... You just feed it, okay? Yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely it, ridiculous. And in the slow motion, you feel that, that he could on have, purpose. He, he could have prevented it. You know, like in, in the slow motion, if you see, it's like you know, like doing this on his head. But yes. it's not like that. This is because of the slow motion. The slow I, motion of the video gave you this, as it could be prevented. It can be prevented. He hmm. continued his follow through. And Macon went inside, he followed through in the same time. But what you see is you see that he came here and then he, he gave him something on his head, which is absolutely, if you want to repeat it, it's not going to happen. No, definitely. I, I, I don't see that as being uh, on it's purpose. not intentional, okay? But no, no. still, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you that the follow through with the hold of his racket, this will be changed. I don't, I, I, I see it well. Yeah. 
And I, I already, you know, like what, what I did, I spoke with all the players that he's playing with, and I asked them, okay, what, what, what's wrong with Zatan inside? Why, why you're upset? What, what he's doing that I cannot see from outside? Okay, so, so I talked with the Mazin, I talked with Miguel, you know, I talked with different players. Okay, what's going on? So they told me the things that I didn't like in the game, and I will change those things because we don't need them to beat them. Mm. No, no, 100%. I mean, uh, it, you know, he's obviously with the move, we saw what he did with, with Ali, and his movement was, was perfect. And then the, those little things, the follow through, the left hand, they're un, unnecessary. And it's just interfering with, with the fact that he can win those points and win those matches uh, yeah. without uh, uh, ease more easily if he gets rid of them yes. from his game, right? Now, the Diego, uh, the, the Diego Mustafa match itself, it drew some criticism. And um, mm -hmm. I feel to a certain degree unfairly, uh, too many people were unfairly targeting Mustafa as the only one to blame. Uh, I'm not asking you to throw criticism towards Diego, but what were no, you? No, 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 at all. Diego, Diego and I, I, I respect Diego as a player. I know him since he was juniors. Um, his father is my friend. You know, we have a good relation, okay? So it's, uh, uh, it's some, some matches, they will be like this. Okay, some matches there will be a lot of interaction, a lot of things. Uh, it's it, it's coming here the job of the referee to stop all that. Okay, so some matches with even the, the in the soccer or any sport that that, that have some uh, uh, some matches that there's a lot of impact between two players. There is someone needs to stop it. Okay, and the one who's in charge to stop it, it's not me as a coach. Mm. There is a referee. Yeah. Okay, that the referee who can you know like he can control all this. Yeah, this is the job of the referee to control the game to to make it clean. It's not my. It's it's not the job of the, of the coach and even the player. If the player is doing some bad things, who's going to stop it? Okay, if if nobody is going to stop him, he will not going to stop. Mustafa is not going to stop, and Diego is not going to stop. Right. Everyone wants to win, and nobody tells them anything. So they keep on going the same way. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I was just thinking about that earlier, and, and um, one of the things I think the PSA officiating really needs to think long and hard over the summer on how they because it's not just Mustafa and Diego, it's pretty much uh, just about every match you have these issues uh, with with uh, with movement, too many lets, too many uh, stopping, too much stopping and starting. Wait, 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 sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to uh, sorry, interrupt yeah. you. Uh, Mustafa's uh, the, the, his body size is big. Okay, as a body size, Mustafa is big. Omar Mossad is big. Uh, Adrian Waller is big. You know, he's huge. Diego is tall, okay? Anything that those players will do, it will be obviously to anyone easily to see it. Okay? Short players, they do more than this and nobody can see it. If you find someone with a short body, he can do whatever he wants with his legs and it will pass. But the, the, the bigger you are, you are more exposed it's very easy to see the bad movement that you're doing the the smaller you are you make bad movements you make many things and mm. it's not easy to watch it because you're small you 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 get out of it quickly so what are your thoughts uh, in terms of how the psa ought to maybe make some progress here uh with regard to that uh, i mean things like uh, being more uh more strict with conduct warnings Look, the, the, the referee is having in his hand, okay, 
as long I'm not doing any movement to harm the player, to harm him, or to make a dangerous play intentionally, or you can see it like I'm repeating this every time, and this is something that I'm repeating it in the game, and it's going to make uh, something dangerous, I have to stop the match. Okay, and you, and if the, the things are minor, like the normal, they made the letter, no letter stroke for what? For giving decisions, for if you're giving me my way or you're going outside, okay, I go totally wrong out of the line. I don't give you the line, right? Mm-hmm. It's no, uh, it's stroke. I repeat, stroke, stroke, stroke. You don't need to do more than that. Yeah. No, absolutely. If I, it's a point. I lose the point every time I go into line stroke. It's a point. So I will stop doing that. I don't need to take a contact stroke for doing that. Right. This is not a contact. This is not a contact stroke. Okay, I'm heavy and I'm not fit enough to get out of the ball. I drop and I'm staying in my place. Stroke. Okay, I I I go to the player and I don't go to the ball. No let. If it repeats, why I take a contact contact stroke for for doing that? You you, you understand me? There yeah, is simple yeah, things. Mm-hmm. The contact stroke is only going to be for something that I do it to make something dangerous or to harm the player. Right. Or uh, I think but, also but the things that inside the court back that to the referee are normally too much like well. a letter, no letter or a stroke, just give mm-hmm. the call. That's all. Yeah. Or if you're you're talking back to the referee, excessive. This is the, the, this is behavior wise. Do whatever you want in the behavior wise, mm. okay? But I'm to, I'm speaking about the game itself. The game itself it will have many things. So we need to understand that this game, since we were young, okay, for the past uh, hundred years, the game is the same. And the people they they bump to each other. The people they hit with each other with the balls. Okay, this is our game. So take it or leave it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Mohammed. And uh, I think this is really the the kind of message, the the right message that I think everyone wants to hear. Going towards such a talented player, such a a guy with so much promise, and he's so charismatic. Uh, we want him to be at his very best uh, in these events. And uh, you know, I think with with you there uh, sending this message, it bodes well, hopefully, uh, for next season. I, I hope I, I hope so. You know, like we will work hard. I'm 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 not the, the the nice guy with him. You know, like I always work. Yeah, I, you know, like I always give the things that he doesn't want to hear. You know, like mm-hmm. he, he finished the match, even he win, I tell him, okay, we won, but I don't like one two. What three. I thought. Sorry for interrupting, but what what I thought was really funny in the last uh, tournament. What I I think uh, Mohammed did the uh, sorry Mustafa did the windmill shot, and then he he won the point. And then uh, the, the, kind of all the kids were going crazy, but you were in the back telling them to calm calm down. Yes, uh, yes because, you know, like sometimes you just need, you know, like I, I, li- I like the, the player when he comes, you know, like even we have a, a big crowd for Mustafa, the crowd cheer for the other player, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very into the play to be fair for everyone to respect the player, you know, like I have to respect my opponent to, to give the best. Okay, I want the, the the crowd to respect the opponent of Mustafa. I want them to cheer for him. Uh, I want that. I wanted them to cheer for Diego. You know, like to to to. It's it's part of the game. You know, like that. We we grew up like this. Yeah. Okay, and I want the sport to continue this way. So I'm trying my my best to to have it that. Way. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. There now, uh, 
many thanks for for just being so forthright in, in you know what you're doing with with Mustafa. I wanted to go on now though uh, before you go, Mohammed. I want to talk about uh, the world, the squash World Cup in Chennai, and uh, you yeah. were the head coach for the team for the winning uh, Egyptian team. And it wasn't necessarily uh, the group of players you know that come usually uh, that we associate with Egypt's. Uh, World Championship teams. It was uh, Ali Abu Alainen, uh, Kareem Al Hamani, Kenzi Ayman, and Abdulgar. Now all of them are promising young players, not the biggest names in the sport, but they're moving up. So uh, just talk about winning the World Cup with such a young and talented and very hungry uh, group of Egyptian players there. Yes, you know, you, you know those players. You know that they they. They're very good players, you know, like they, they are top 30, you know, like Ali is a top 30 player, is uh, number 20-something in the world. Karim Hamami was 20-something as well. Kenzie is uh, coming to be, a, she was the third in the World Juniors, mm-hmm. Fairuz third World Juniors, and also she is making a very good PSA. So, so those players are the upcoming players who, who, who will lead the sport uh, in, the, in the later years. Um, I had the chance to take them to this tournament, you know, like uh, all the all the top players, they were busy for playing the the, the World Series uh, and some of them, they needed to take the rest after the, they finished the last tournament. Yeah. And those players, they, 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 they when I contacted them, because I knew that with this team, they're going to be very strong and scary for the other teams because they're young as well. So we wanted also yeah. to put pressure on the other teams. To get to get, for example, Tyrus, she's a good player that I believe in her. She can be one of the top players in the world. And she's going to play, for example, with Tatomi, with Joshna. So big names, you know, like in India and big name in Japan. So I, I wanted to put more pressure on them to get them someone very good and young. So 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 it this was the was the plan. And every day they were playing better than the day before it, and it was a very very good tournament, and the, the event there was unbelievably uh, organized with the with the Indian Federation and the WSF. It was something very, 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 very well organized. So, and for for us to win this uh, this championship, it was something you know like big and huge because we are we're the defending champion for this uh, tournament. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yes. you you held okay, it, you yeah, held on. Time, Rami Ahur and uh, Rami and Amateur Buggy and maybe Ali Abu I cannot, I can't remember. Uh, Ali Ali uh, Ali Farag maybe. Mm-hmm. And no, not Ali Farag. It was Rami Muhammad Shurbagi and Karim Darush and Ranim Al Walid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was you know like two big names, you know like so. Biggest I'm expecting names. that our our players that we played this tournament also will be big names like them. So it was it was a beautiful experience for us. The the teams there were very strong. You know, like Malaysian team was good, the Indian team was good. The, the Japanese impressed me. I was impressed by the Japanese team. Yeah, yeah, they they've got some strong yeah. players in the Sato- yeah, yeah, very they have very good players. Satomi and the boys as well. They have they have good good men's player as well. Yeah. So I was impressed by the level. So it it was it was a tough tournament for us, and we were glad to to return back with the trophy. Awesome and a great experience uh, for those guys to to represent uh, Egypt at that level as well. Yes, yes, it, it was uh, impressive. Yeah. Now, one uh, uh, as uh, I think I told you uh, earlier, one of my favorite players is uh, uh, to watch is Ali 
uh, Alainen, and uh, you probably yeah. saw the match uh, in a, at Guna where he played Victor Quinn and was came right down to the wire. He cramped up in the fifth game, hopping yeah. around on one leg, and then won that point. He has a lot of talent, and he's a smart guy, and uh, I think his you know, he's definitely got a, a, a very good squash brain. So what are your, your just overall, your thoughts on his game and his uh, chances going forward? Ali, Ali is a very, uh, he's a very smart, he's a very, he's a smart boy, very smart. He's so smart. He he knows when to, to, uh, to, to stop the game, when to continue the game, you know, like uh, just a small example, you know, like when he was playing with the Malaysian uh, player, uh, the Malaysian was in, in the middle of the court and started to take the things physical. Okay, so Ali could have stopped the game, you know, like and and talk to the ref. So between the game, I told him, Ali, tell the ref, show him that what he's doing, he's going to hurt you. Tell you, no, 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 I can win this. I don't want it to go physical. I want to play squash and win. I don't want to give attention to this, so we don't go in this way because this way maybe I don't know, you know, like how to to, to play with him physically. I can beat him with squash. So no need even to point that point, to yeah, just to take the to take the match in a different direction. So he he's very smart. He's a very smart. How, how did he talented. do that? What 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 sort of uh, how how did he manage to do that? He 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 told me I'm going to to make the rally long for him and I try to get him away from my body, you know, like mm. to to just to keep him away from me. So he he did that and he finished the match. Uh, uh, easily, but in the in the final he got hit in his uh, his eye. Oh, okay. With the same player. With the, with, with the racket? With, with, the racket. With, the, with the racket, yeah, he hit him. Right. I, I was sure that he was going to hit him in this match. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because they, they, had, they, had, a little, they, had, they had a small conversation at the end while they're going out of the court. So so the guy was telling him, okay, I, I, sorry, I blocked you a little bit. He told him, okay, I, the, 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 I, I don't block, you know, like I take my space and you block, okay, and this is the difference between our levels. Uh-huh. I take my face and you block. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So he was, he's, he's very smart, very intelligent. You know, like I, I like this kind of uh, of players and he gives everything when he's playing. Yeah. And he, he, and he, or he wins or you get, take him from the court dead. So he gives Did, did you see his match against Victor there? In the, yes, yes I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen yeah. anything like that. Uh, no, no, well, he's brilliant. The boy is going to have a very good future. I think so. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. he's in a t- right now. the The game is so tight. So many good players right around his ranking and above. But uh, if he can manage to, you know, continue improving, maybe uh, improve his his fitness uh, a little bit more, so he doesn't cramp. I'm not sure about the cramping. Is that uh, is that just hydration issues or uh, maybe may- maybe it's hydration issue uh, because he's fit. Yeah, Ali's yeah. Fit. yeah, Ali, Ali, Ali is fit. If you can play on one leg like that, hop around the court, you've got yeah. it. Right? Yeah, he's playing with his heart. Yeah. So, uh, Mohammed, um, anything, any camps, any stuff? What, what's going on in the summer for you? Uh, you traveling, uh, staying in uh, yeah. Egypt, playing any golf? Yeah, I'm staying in Egypt uh, until uh, the tournament in France, maybe the the. Okay. The one the PSA that's going to be in France. Mm-hmm. I have here my camp here is going on with the, with juniors from all over the world that comes here to uh, to Alex West Club. Okay. And we are yeah we are working on big camps. I will send you some video. Yeah, please do, and I, I'll share them with uh, 
I'll share them on the podcast profile. Sure, 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 sure. I would send you, I would send you some videos. Mohammed, uh, really, really appreciate your time uh, today and uh, some really good stuff there. And I just want to uh, say, keep up the good fight with, with Mustafa because uh, he, he, in my estimation, made a lot of uh, progress at the end of last season when you came on. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I'm looking forward for another conversation that you told me that Mustafa is doing great and everything is going well. And we are on the right track now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's do it again, uh, maybe before sure. the season starts. Yeah. That'd for be sure, great. For sure. For sure. For sure. Thank you for your interview. Thank you so much. Well, what a breath of fresh air that was. Mohammed Al Kai, uh, all class right there. And personally, uh, personally, I did see progress, and I think a lot of people did uh, see progress with Mustafa, particularly regarding his movement. Uh, uh, from the world championships onwards we did have the episode uh, the, or the match there with diego which sort of, which a lot of people were not happy with including myself but uh, i don't think that was entirely uh, mustafa's fault uh, it takes two to tango in the way that they were uh, going at it there and also the officials need to be more vigilant uh, in terms of uh, sort of clamping down and what uh, what was going on there but uh, mohammed uh, Kai, he definitely recognizes the areas that need addressing and uh, he's not backing away from addressing them and he and uh, he's not uh, like he said he's not a yes man he's going to you know make sure that Mustafa answers uh, you know deals with these issues so it definitely sounds like he's uh, on the right track in terms of himself and how he's going to uh, deal with stuff and make sure that Mustafa knows that he's accountable for what he's doing on court now the left arm the follow-through issues definitely have to be dealt with and uh, without a question there'll be a microscope uh, on him at the beginning of next season and uh, not only you know, not only from everyone else outside of squash but the officials will be looking at that very carefully because it did become a uh, an issue there when Mohammed came back that that you know the hand that grabbed uh, Messin's uh, arm there that was uh, you know that was something new no one had seen that before perhaps it had been happening previously so the microscope will be there but we know Mustafa will definitely uh, have uh, will definitely deal with it deal with his as Mohammed uh, mentioned uh, the aggression that sort of kind the, the aggressive way that he plays and uh, I think there's something to that you know he's got a kind of uh, tone it down you know it's great to be you know aggressive on court but then don't let that uh take over in, in a bad way so he's got to find ways to manage that aggression aggression a bit more uh carefully so we'll see how that all plays out all the best to uh, Mohammed and mustafa as they uh, embark on this new journey over the summer and bring back the best version of mustafa Saul at the beginning of next season now, speaking of taking on initiatives, um, I'm ready to take on this summer in terms of the pod, and I've been brainstorming a few ideas for upcoming episodes. Things are beginning to sort of fall into place. I've got a few uh, pretty good ideas going forward. Uh, it's not all, obviously, as I mentioned previously, I'm not going to be focusing all on the PSA uh, uh, pro game stuff. I'm looking at uh, you know going back to my roots, going back to my homeland, Canada, to interview a few of uh, the cast of characters uh, who have some tremendous squash stories that I'd love to share with all of you. Looking into that, 
maybe doing some more app-related stuff. The React episode got some great positive reviews. And if you haven't listened to, to that one yet, I highly recommend that you do. And it's an app that I find, uh, I think it could be game-changing in terms of, you know, for both PSA or, or you know, for professional players or, or coaches out there. Uh, it's a lot like this one app. Uh, there's a golf app called Skillist. And uh, on the app, it's a little bit similar to React, but not quite the same thing. But you have uh, coaches from around the world. You've got, you've got the very best, the guys who are coaching PGA professionals and charging you through the nose for, uh, you know, for them to analyze your, your, your game. And then you've got new upcoming uh, coaches who would charge you 20 bucks an hour or whatever it is uh, you know, at, the, at, the, at the low end. And uh, I think it's uh, quite similar to what they're trying to do here on React. It's not as, uh, you know, that part of the app isn't, uh, hasn't grown to the extent that it could, but maybe this is something that uh, will really uh, change things for, for ways that, that pros can supplement their income. Obviously, they do uh, some coaching, some clinics, and this would be another way. Uh, you know, if I want, um, you know, one of, the, one of the top players or one of the top pros to take a look at my game and my swing and uh, how I can develop, uh, I could pay them to, to do that. And this, this app allows has the potential of uh, giving both uh, players, uh, PSA professionals and coaches, the opportunity to supplement through the app. And, and it's a great thing for, for squash uh, you know, amateurs out there. You, know, you, can, you can peruse the various coaches uh, that are out there. If you, know, if you don't have a lot of money to spend, you can go and find someone who's more affordable. Or if you want to uh, maybe if, uh, Rob Owen, Rod Martin, Mohamed El Kai is on there. Uh, you you could pay a little bit more and see what they think about your game. And uh, you know I think there's plenty of potential with this app. So take a look at it. And uh, hopefully we'll have a, a few more episodes uh, with regard to squash apps and, and squash uh, related uh, developments and initiatives that we have going forward. I know a friend of mine, Rob Eberhardt. He'll be he's writing a book on how to grow the game. We're going to ha- hopefully have him on. I've just reached out to him. We were supposed to uh, do this episode uh, a few months back, but uh, I think we pushed it back to, uh, we're hopefully going to push it back to a few weeks from now. So uh, there's that to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Episode 300 is looming, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that one. Something big, something perhaps different, something outside the box that I haven't done before. But if you have any ideas, any of the listeners, please let me know. Shoot me a message in WhatsApp. uh, Not WhatsApp. uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media uh, that we have going for the podcast out there. Shoot me a message with some ideas for the summer, something you might like to hear, and uh, definitely uh, might take it on board and give it some thought for sure. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy your squash. Get out there. Uh, try to get. I'm going to try to get out at least once a week to avoid the, you know, serious uh, injuries. If I come back without having played all summer, uh, typically the that, those first few weeks are just uh, horribly uh, painful. So if I get out once a week, should be able to hit the ground running. I hope you guys are able to do that as well. Take care. Talk to you soon, very soon, and have a great day. Goodbye now.